Welcome, V-I-R-W-D-N-Y-K. Good to see you. Hold on. All right, here we go. Hello, and welcome to the Dina Joe podcast. I am DJ Dina Joe, your friend coming to you from the Mile High City, colorful Colorado. Thank you so much for joining the show today. You all are the best. If you're listening on the download, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And hit that follow button so you can come and join us live sometime. I'm here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, um, 7.45, right around. It was a little late today. Mountain Standard Time, and um, I do have the best people in the chat, so um, thank you for your continued love, likes, shares, and downloads. Um, yeah, I wasn't going to go live this morning, um, I decided to do it anyway, so <laughs> welcome X, um, K-A-J-U-Z-E-C-C, so uh, the people that are normally here aren't here yet, so I wasn't going to go live. So anyway, I'm glad you guys are here. I'd like to go over today's Motivational Monday, um, some motivational stories, trending, and double play um, music, which starts around 8.20, 8.30-ish, two songs by the same artist. So today is Monday, September 18th. Today here in Denver is currently 54 and sunny. Scattered um, light rain showers are to be expected and the high will be around 79. Hi Bam Bam, how are you? <laughs> Glad you're here. Um, and I hope you can hear me. I didn't even think about that. If Friday was having problems, um, you could hear the music but not hear me. So um, can you hear me? <laughs> Anybody? I'm Woody now. Um, okay, he's driving, so I'm guessing you can hear me. Hi, Woody. Good to see you. So, <clears throat> in Vancouver, British Columbia, I'm going to skip that because I'm going to say, well, in Ontario, 61 and mostly sunny. The skies will be cloudy and um, we'll be, have a high of 69. Um, for my friend BP uh, and uh, Elwood City, Pennsylvania, um, it's currently 60, mostly cloudy. The skies will be mostly cloudy with a high of 71. And then for, hi, Jules, Julie Ross, good to see you. Um, for my girls out there in Arizona, in Tucson, expect, um, right now, 69 and sunny. Expect sunny skies high of 97. And for Phoenix, 76 and sunny. Expect sunny skies high of 100. So you're still getting up there a little bit. Good to see you, I'm Julie Ross. Um, I like to start the day with the word of the day, quote of the day, a little bit about the word of the day to get us started um, for the week, um, and a little bit of encouragement in this world of hate <laughs> that we have. So um, today's word is credibility, um, the quality of being trusted.
trusted and believed in. And the quotes that I have is, credibility is lost when there's a big discrepancy between what leaders say and what they do. Increasing credibility requires openness. Um, hidden agendas will then be destroyed. And that's Judith Marvel. So what is credibility and why is it important? Hi, Daniel, welcome. Well, to start, the root of the word credibility is crudo, which means I believe in Latin. Simply put, credibility, excuse me, is feeling of trust and respect and you inspire, that you inspire in others. Credibility is an essential, essential, I can't speak this morning, essential component of any relationship, whether it's personal or professional. Um, it refers to the quality of being trusted and believed by others. Credibility is built over time, consistency, and reliable behavior. Trust is the basis of a solid relationship. Trust means to rely on another person because you feel safe with them and have confidence that they will not hurt or violate you. Lack of credibility can cause others to withhold trust which can lead to um, a breakdown in relationships. Hi, Jennifer 60, welcome. To establish credibility in business relationships, it's important to deliver on promises by setting clear expectations, communicating them transparently, and ensuring that you pledge, your pledge aligns with what you can deliver. Have you ever worked for somebody, a leader who is credible? I know I have one, one that was really, really credible. If you think about that person's chances are that they energized and excited their entire team. You knew that they would do the right things for the right reasons and you trusted their judgment. And this woman was exactly like that. She, she was um, a hard ass on you, but she respect and you knew that and um, she, was, she was a great lady to work for. Having credible leaders attracts enthusiastic and committed followers and people want to work for them. The credibility is important in many areas not just for leaders. For instance, you would not attend a training course run by someone who has no experience in the subject, right? Um, would you invest your hard-earned money with someone without knowledge and training? Um, no, I don't think you would. At least I hope you wouldn't. Um, no matter what your position, credibility is something that you have to earn. It takes time, consistency, and patience to build it. Character and integrity make up the foundation in building credibility. And you also need to be authentic. So in both business and especially your personal life, be a credible human being. We can all do better. So we got this. I believe in you. So that is what I have to say about credibility this morning. Um, all right. So um, I'm going to go on to um, it's motivational Monday. So I have motivational stories. Uh, Wednesdays are usually a fun day, and then um, the same with Friday. Um, but I like to encourage, um, have some good stories out there. And I found a few, um, one that I found that it was, uh, in regards to an NFL running back. Um, gosh, what is his name? Um, Warwick 
Dunn, Warwick Dunn. I think that's his name. Yes, Warwick Dunn. Okay, so NFL running back makes 218 single parents new homeowners with collaboration of a charity. And it says the former NFL great recently surprised a single mom and her daughter with a brand new home in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It was just one of 217 other such blessings that Warwick Dunn had managed to fund. The collaboration efforts by Warren Dunn Charity, Habitat for Humanity, and Catholic High Schools, where Dunn himself graduated, saw the house built, furnished, and stocked with food. Um, Dominique and Miracle, single mother, first-time owner, I think it's important to help change the community and the environment and create stability for a family that could potentially have good long-term positive impacts, Dunn said, upon returning to his hometown to welcome the family. It says the Catholic high school raised $85,000 for the house, a new home, a, um, a new fresh start, and a new beginning. I'm totally blessed, said Dominique, after walking into the new home for the first time, worried, um, dreadful about her makeup running because she knew she was going to cry. She says the sheets um, were on the bed, food was already in the refrigerator, and the mortgage was on the dinner table. Um, so with the down payment, along with the down payment from the charity. So, um, I think that's pretty cool that they are able to do that for, um, so many people, uh, help change lives here in the States. You know, I know that we always hear about charities and stuff that do things for, um, whoo, dropping tissue everywhere for, uh, outside of the United States. So I'm glad to see that they're doing it here in the States. All right. So um, with the uh, weather, the hurricanes and stuff, thank you, Tuttles. Thank you, Bam Bam. Um, <clears throat> they're saying, and I was wondering if um, BP came in here because they um, are saying with the hurricanes, these r flamingos, which are rare to see, um, out in Pennsylvania or being seen in Pennsylvania. Let's see, you may see rare flamingos in the wild as far north as Pennsylvania following Hurricane Idalia. Idalia, is that the hurricane's name? Um, they said the birds are, um, they're being seen in North Carolina, Virginia, Pennsylvania, and even Ohio. Um, and some of them, I've never seen a white flamingo but some of these are like white with gray on the wings they're kind of cool looking because i knew i mean they get their color from eating the shrimp i thought the shrimp or something in the shrimp makes them um pink so i guess i don't know maybe these guys don't like shrimp but um even in um, alabama they said that they saw some um on the coast of alabama the Washington Post said the Auburn Society of Alabama, another state where the flamingos have been seen. Um, so they're being kind of pushed out that way. So if you're a bird lover, I mean, it would be kind of trippy to see out in the wild. You know, that's not something you go to the beach and normally see. Um, so and they said that they, they don't even normally go to Florida, only certain parts of Florida. So which. I would assume you would see them more in Florida than you would um, Pennsylvania and Alabama and stuff, but people are getting pictures of them. And yeah, the white ones are just kind of trippy looking They're I've never seen the white ones. And then to see them fly. Oh my gosh. The pictures of them flying. Uh, 
it's a big bird, a very big bird. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to the next story. I'm losing people. Um, they don't not liking my stories. Anyway, um, there is a picture in this picture. I would not buy this picture. Um, it just looks creepy. It's a cursed photo portrait. Um, and it said it was returned twice by freaked out buyers and in a eventually and it just sold on September 12th for um two thousand dollars. And it's a it says it's a cursed portrait of a young girl that has been returned twice and they even have to is oh, <laughs> they have little sticky notes all over it. Possibly cursed question mark. Um the framed photo painting first surfaced on Twitter after user Jane Sharp posted a picture of it with the caption, buying, what's the worst that could happen? Um, Sharp stumbled upon it at a, um, a H-A-R-C charity shop in East Sussex um, with the price tag of, um, I think that's pounds, 20 pounds, but it's ends up being $2,000. Um, and it says she's back, um, sold twice and returned twice. Are you brave enough to buy it? So, um, I guess this lady was brave enough to buy it. I'd be kind of curious to see what happens. Um, you know, if it gets returned or what she says, it's one of those pictures, you know, that no matter where you move, the eyes kind of follow you. And so I guess that was one of the, and I could see that happening, but I wouldn't think that it's cursed, but that was one of the reasons why it was returned, um, was that somebody claimed that the eyes were following her and the other woman that returned it claimed that she was chased by an unidentified black figure after purchasing the painting and she said her family dog would growl at the painting and wouldn't go anywhere near it um yeah um i'm all right bp i took i took something so if i sound a little weird that's you know i'll be okay and if i'm eating crackers too loud let me know but thank you so much for sharing the show i appreciate it and thank you for coming in um bp i don't know if you heard that last uh story i was talking about the um flamingos uh there's flamingos that because of the hurricane that are being seen in pennsylvania at the beaches i don't know if you're close to the beach but um yeah should be hi bam bam good morning pebbles am i coming through okay yeah awesome you are i just turned you up you sound good yeah, you got to be careful when you're buying cursed objects because if you buy a cursed object and just because you return it to the store, guess what? It doesn't mean that the curse went with it. Yeah, I was going to say because that, that just means it's in your house now, right? Yeah, like if, <laughs> if, if you buy a cursed painting yeah. and you bring it in your house and that cursed thing likes your house, it stays. <laughs> yeah, I remember so. watching those haunted shows. I can't remember when they would go in and they would the the show was haunt the house was haunted and they would go in and bring like a priest or somebody who would do like to try to get whatever and they that's exactly right they said sometimes they would bring something into the home and then that's how it got there and it wouldn't leave yeah because my then, wife's into that type of stuff she's um she likes all the ghost stuff we actually have haunted items that have been shipped to our house from like florida and stuff uh-huh and um we never experienced anything in the house, to be honest. But yeah, you just got to be careful with some of that stuff. But some of the stuff we have 
It's uh, pretty, pretty neat. We Hi, got Sal, world's, one of the world's most haunted dolls in our house. It's actually a famous doll. Oh, really? And because my wife's friend, a lady in Florida who had it originally, and we actually have it here and it's inside a special box in our house and stuff. <laughs> oh, it's in a box. Does it ever come yeah. out of the box? No, it does not come out of the box, <laughs> to be honest. Like, it doesn't phase me any of that stuff at all. My yeah. Wife, you know, whatever. She's just more... Uh, interested in stuff than anything like we got some very unique items in our house and um yeah so if you're afraid of spirits don't ever buy anything used don't buy a used mirror especially used mirrors even like people don't realize it but like if there's like they're a like soul a... trapped in your house it's trapped in the mirrors a lot of the time so if you bring isn't it like a mirror, portal or something yeah exactly so if you bring like a used mirror into your house and you're afraid of ghosts don't <laughs> Yeah, gosh, I wish I could remember the show that I used to watch all the time. It was on the History Channel or one of those channels. And it was like this team, they were from a college and they were a team of people, like four of them. And then they had this one, the guy, the priest looking guy was creepy looking as hell himself. And then he, they would go into places, you know, different um, people would write in that their house was haunted and they were being attacked or their kids were being attacked. And, and then they would go in and they would do all this investigation. And yeah, like the mirrors are, are portals. And I can't remember what else too like it, they would find things like uh one of them was like maybe it was an indian artifact that they found and they brought into their home and it brought in spirits and stuff but it's all stuff like that well see a lot of spirits can be attached Hi, to a lot of different things too like keys we got a couple special keys here that are probably three four hundred years old and they got spirits attached to them as well apparently and like i said it's not that i see anything or you know whatever it's just more of an intrigue kind of thing you know now did they hear did they tell you the stories behind it like this is what supposedly has happened and yes and, and the one key though uh, my wife's gonna shoot me for saying this it, it hangs on the wall in our kitchen uh-huh and it's supposed to be one of the most haunted keys in the world and it's a skeleton key so she always has it facing with the the tines i guess to the right uh -huh. so at nighttime i'll go in the kitchen and i'll face it to the left <laughs> uh, i didn't touch it what are you talking about one time oh. I managed to, to manage to like stay on its hook upside down oh you little shit Lori. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh you're a little shit but yeah basically like even like real art collectors and stuff they keep stuff in yeah. museums because they're too um too afraid to actually bring some of the old stuff into their house because they're worried about stuff like that i guess it's like what do they call that uh superstition or something like that yeah i don't know but yeah it, huh. it's it's interesting all the spirit stuff <laughs> i totally forgot about the mirrors until you said it i'm like oh yeah that's right they, that's like a portal for them to come in and go out um yeah it always trips me out when my dog he'll uh like he gets freaked out about something and he'll look behind him and and i don't ever have feelings like oh you know like there's something going on but lewis will be like there's a ghost. He sees a ghost. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> Who knows? He might. I don't know. But I don't ever have a feeling that there's anything with, you know, like there's something in the room with me or that I feel weird or that I feel scared or anything. Yeah, I never get that sense of feeling either because certain people are just on different levels, right? But me and my dad bought this investment house one time and, and it was two houses built into one. And my pit mm -hmm. bull used to stand in the living room barking at this one corner 
So the one guy who was friends of the guy who lived in this place, he was an old Native American guy. He died of cancer. He used to sit in a reclining chair, and that's where he died was in that corner. And my dog would just always sit there barking at that corner for, like, no reason. So I got down to the story of it or whatever. It's not that I ever felt, like, this presence of some Native guy watching over me. Yeah. But my dog would just sit there barking at that corner where the guy passed away. I think that they can they have a certain sense animals you know yeah for sure definitely got a third eye yeah compared to us at times <clears throat> yeah it happens all the time with billy and i'm like hmm maybe there is something here it's not bugging me so i'm not yeah well, it's but, a good oh topic my... with just uh, halloween just over a month away Spooky, scary i stories, know right? <laughs> I know. I was been thinking about that. We're here to have to have spooky stories, spooky soundtracks, all kinds of stuff for next month. It's coming so fast. I know. They have Halloween and Christmas up right now at the stores. Christmas. We have um, another thing in our haunted collection. It's this uh, wallet, and it came from Louisiana, and it's a couple hundred years old as well. And it has an... Uh, um, really old five dollar note in it you're not supposed to take the money out because you know you'll end up broke but they oh. say that if you put money into that wallet it brings luck to actually bring more money into your household and stuff oh i didn't know you weren't okay so if you get a used wallet that has money in it don't take it out well this one's a special one with uh it's i'm Amy it, it's a special wallet, but apparently, and it came from Louisiana. This one lady shipped it up to my wife, and if you put money into it, it will bring money out of your, into your house. Okay, like, gotcha. You know, if you're waiting on something to happen, or you know, waiting on yeah. something to sell, or just waiting on a windfall, you put money into this wallet, and apparently, it, the spirits will help that draw the positive money, whatever, into your house. But once you put more money into this wallet, you can never take it back out again gotcha yeah now do you have a lot of items from that region like louisiana i would think louisiana and i don't know why but like um london and stuff like that would be really haunted we actually have... have artifacts from all over the world in our house crazy but not like, like one certain place seems to be more haunted than the rest no because what yeah. ends up happening is if you do have a haunted location, then stuff gets spread out. Like people who collect the stuff will be like all over the place. Yeah. And then like they'll just try to move different things in their collection, moving to other people and stuff like that. There's a lot of like giving and taking in the that sort of haunted community or whatever. Yeah. So like we got this Raggedy Ann doll and um, it's one of the world's most haunted dolls and it just sits in our kitchen has with us every day. Oh, <laughs> is her name but, Raggedy Ann? <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I can't say the name. But gotcha, but she has a different name. <laughs> we actually legit have the doll here that's been like millions of viewed YouTube videos and stuff like that. It's, it's sitting in my kitchen or dining room. Sorry. Oh, yeah. BP oh. says I'm Tuttle's. Uh, the wallet sounds like it belongs to the government. You put money in, you can't take it out. <laughs> well, it's it's got a really bad name. It's called the Devil's Wallet. No. Oh. And there's actually a few YouTube videos on that as well over the years, too. And we actually have it here. It's in my wife's purse. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. And once you put money in there, it's, they're called, it turns them into what's called devil's notes. Oh, I've heard of that before. Yeah. We have the wallet here. It's crazy. 
I've heard of devil's notes before. That sounds um, <laughs> familiar. So it is a government's wallet. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. My uh, wife's YouTube channel, I think, is called My Haunted Life or something like that. Oh, I didn't know she had one. I have to write that down. My Haunted yeah, I Life. I don't tell many people about it because most of it's just craziness, but it's just kind of fun. You know, people like true crime. People like spooky stories. People like, you know, whatever. My wife yeah. just happens to com uh, collect items from all over the world that people say are haunted. It doesn't bother her. That's cool. <laughs> no, like literally there was this one person. Can you please take this from my house? Yeah, sure. No problem. Ship it to me. And we got stuff sitting here and zero issues. Yeah. <laughs> now, does she ever tell people, um, does she ever say, you know, sending me that might not take the spirit away? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And, well, wow. that's like what I was saying. Like a lot of stuff, if the spirit likes your house, they're staying at your house. They don't give a shit. Yeah. They might have been attached to something. But if they they're brought not it attached in. to your house, then yeah. whatever that thing was, they're no longer there. They're hiding out in a mirror somewhere. Right. Oh, that's their favorite place is a mirror, huh? Yeah. Now, can you cover a mirror? Does that actually do anything? I've never tried that. We only have yeah. one mirror in our house. Other no, than like, you know, kitchen, bathroom, mirrors, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mirrors, we only have one of them in our house and it's been in her family for over a hundred years. So what if you bought a mirror new? Could it, could it still be? No, new, new, new. Hi, Mike. Okay, good. Out of somebody's old haunted house or something like that. That's yeah, a totally different story. I know. <laughs> Lewis's sister gave me one. I'm thinking about. She gave me one that's in my room, but I thought it was hers. Um, but she also passed away. Um, so, uh, oh wow, weird. I'll have to tell him about that. Yeah, it's um, just my wife's hobby. We got a lot of weird stuff. I said, "Are you there? What was that?" Oh, Bam Bam, I lost you. I mean, I can barely hear you. Yeah, there you my, are. There I got you this are. new phone in my head, my, my case for the phone. Yeah. My headset plug's kind of chunky, so when I'm plugging in, I'm going to have to cut out the case a little bit because the plug doesn't actually ever go all the way in, you know? Oh, it sounded weird. Like, it made this weird sound, and then all of a sudden I could barely hear you, but then you yeah, came back. Yeah, because my headset came unplugged. Oh, Okay. I was like, where did he go? I can barely hear him. So you got all kinds of um, crazy stuff in your house. That's crazy. That's interesting, yeah, take, though. Yeah, it's just fun to, you know, hear the stories and all that stuff. Like I said, I don't see ghosts or anything like that or nothing weird happens. Our cupboards don't open and close. And yeah. Our tap like water that movie. doesn't turn into blood or, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I love, but I love old houses. I just love old houses. And I've always wondered like, oh my gosh, I wonder all the different things that have happened in this home, you know, mm -hmm. all oh, the different sure. people that have lived here and all the stories and all the parties and bad times and good times. And yeah. I well, I know houses. that uh, three people died in our house. Really? Yeah. They had uh, rats in the basement. So the uh, father freaking idiot but back when the old days like in the 30s or 40s or whatever he took his exhaust and and put it to the basement uh window to try oh, to geez. kill the rats in the basement oh, he didn't geez. realize how long the carbon monoxide hung out for so he went down there and died his wife went down there and died and one of their daughters oh, went no. down there and died 
Oh no. We actually had three people pass away in our basement from carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I've always wondered about that too, because if you live in a house, as you've somebody, you would think somebody probably passed away there, you know, if it's been there for a while. Dad bought that the house that me and my dad bought was uh, in Thorold, and it was right beside the rail, the railroad, and Uh it was actually the first house in the neighborhood because um, it was the rail yard keeper's house. So that house was like super old, even when we bought it like 20, 25 years ago, it was already 150 years old at that point. It was really old. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Now they just want to tear those old things down, put up a couple more. Yep. (laughs) Sad. I like old homes. Yeah. They'll knock down a house and they'll put a whole apartment building where one house used to be. Exactly. Cause it goes straight up to the sky. Yep. That's exactly what they're, that's exactly what they're doing here and call every piece of land out here in Colorado. That's what they do. Just straight up. Have they started selling the air rights yet? Like they do in California? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to ask. Yeah, you're right. I remember hearing something about that. Like the land and then the the air that's above it. (laughs) Yep. They own the air that's above it. And you have to pay an air tax if you have a sign (laughs) or a building that's over so tall because it's blocking the air or something like that in the state of California. So they own the air and the ground. (laughs) (laughs) And in California, California. you you can go into jail. Yeah, well, you know what? That was, I, I think they just stopped that here not too long ago, but that was the same thing. You couldn't collect it here either. And I was like, are you kidding me? You can't have a bucket in your backyard collecting the water. That's insane. Yeah, because you couldn't, now you can buy, like you can buy the legally, you can buy the stuff, buckets or whatever that have the lids that can, you know, that come from your spout and everything. But before you couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, California. Yeah, the gardens. But what the one of the problems was was people were trying to drink the water that was coming, and that's not good because of bird shit and stuff like that. Oh, can you filter it and clean it? Oh yeah, like you need like a good filtering system and uh, UV uh, lights and stuff, right? So because like oh. most of the water we drink comes from sewage, right? So like you can clean water, whether people want to believe it or not, like pretty much any cup of water you got somebody peed that out at one point yeah yeah because i like at costco they were selling these i don't know it looked like this thing that ended up being in a straw so if you went hiking because and you needed some water that you would put it in your cup or whatever and then drink it through this straw that filters it so yeah that that's you don't a life get... straw yeah yeah those are good to have for emergency purposes i have a few kicking around yeah but my main filtration system I use is called a Berkey water filter system. Okay. My, um, it, it's in my kitchen, even my tap water, I run it through the Berkey system, but you can take like ditch water and run it through it and it comes out clean. And oh, we wow. actually have the uh, chemical attachment too, that takes out all the fluorides and chlorines and stuff out of the water as well. So mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. our, our clean water is clean, clean. Like if you ever had a chance to drink our drinking water, you'd be like, this is what water's supposed to taste like. Hmm, forgot about Just, that. It doesn't have all that stuff in it. Even bottled water doesn't taste that good. Yeah, most bottled water is just tap water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you investigate that long enough, you'd like to see where that water comes from. It's not from the Swiss Alps, for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Our Fiji. The only people actually 
got good clean drinking water by the Nielsen Corporation because they took over some natural fountain or something like that, and they're constantly pumping millions of gallons out of it. Nielsen, what what what, what bottled water is that? Do you know? Or Nestle, sorry, Nestle, sorry. Oh, Nestle. Oh, okay. Nestle I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. All right. Well, that's good to know. Buy that one then. Anyways, I'll let you get back to your regularly scheduled program. Oh, no, you helped me a lot because, you know, I wasn't doing very well this morning. So that helped me a ton. So um, we can just get right into music. So that's good. (laughs) I can bring it up. Have a great day. Thanks for the show. Thanks, Bam Bam. Appreciate you. Um, all right. So yeah, creepy stories. We're going to, um, I have to talk to him about some more creepy stories coming up for um, next month for Halloween to get into the spirit. All right, music, be there for me today, please. (laughs) Um, 18th. There we go. Double play Monday. I will go drink from a garden hose. I know. I remember doing and it has that certain taste to it right vp you know what i'm talking about you bring pick up that hose and you open it up and you let the hotness come out and then you start drinking from it childhood complete childhood i totally remember those days yep no kids can't do that no more you can't have that kind of stuff Uh oh what's going on with my music it's spinning so um wow what is going on Amazon is messed up right now. Hold on one second. Um, I'm not sure why it's just spinning like this. Um, I don't want dance. Okay, we'll start all over again. Oh, darn it. See, it knew it wasn't. Um, I was having a hard time this morning. Why is my music just spinning? Um, well, guys, uh, yeah, of course. Let me see. I'm going to get out of this and open it up again. And hopefully, um, Amazon music will start working for me. Let's see. Library playlist. Please work for me. Hate when stuff like this happens. All right. Let's see. Nine. All right. Yes. All right. Finally. Thank you, you guys. Um, the first song that I have, the artist, number one song I have for you, the song is um, How's It Going to Be by Third Eye Blind. And a little bit about that song. Um, the second one is Semi-Charmed Life. So on the first song, um, on the HBO show Reverb, Stevan Jenkins of Third Eye Blind described the song as the emotional side of mortality as played on the Zether. What the heck is this? Zether. Z-I-T-H-E-R. Zether. Um, How's it going to be? Started with an audio harp that Kevin was playing. It's a unique instrument and inspired a nostalgic um, emotional condition in me. And the lyrics really came out that very quickly, he said. I think the song is just about the fear you have when you've been close when you've been close friends and have got knocked back to becoming acquaintances again. So I think it's sort of a song about the emotional side of mortality. So a zether, and I'm, I bet you that's BP sending me something that tells me what a zether is because he's quick like that. Here we go. Here is the first song by Third Eye Blind. How's it going to be?
Oh, no. It's a scary picture of a doll. <laughs> Thank you, Huff. Chill Jelly. How you doing? Thank you, Ozzy. I am okay too. I'm here hanging out with friends, so I'm even better. Alright, that is the first song by Third Eye of Blind. How's it gonna be? We're gonna move on to their second song. Uh, this is my Tarmed Life, which you all know, but let's tell you a little bit about the song. Talking about the deeper meaning of the song, it's a song about always wanting something. It's about never being satisfied and reaching backwards to the things that you've lost and towards things that you can never get. I think everybody has identified with that. The storyline behind the people, the diminish of a relationship is just an extreme example of the condition. I think it's what makes people really relate to semi-charm life. The band has admitted that they borrowed the doot, doot, doot part from the Lou Reed's Walk on the Wild Side. So here's a second song by Third Eye Blind, Semi-Charm Life. Hi, Sheena. Welcome. Semi-time kind of life. 
second song by Third Eye Blind, Semi-Charmed Life, off the album Third Eye Blind, 1997. All right, we're going to move on to a little Toad the Wet Sprocket, two songs. Well, it was two songs by them. I got to find where the second one went to. Um, the first one is Good Intentions. Um, a little bit about that song. In this early tune from Toad the Wet Sprocket, the alt band frontman, Glenn Phillips says about the song, it's inspired. He said it was about general misunderstandings. Wow. Okay. That's, that explains it. Operating on the edge of moral okayness as a young man, a young person, flirting or something. As the 20-something lead singer of the popular band, flirting kind of came with the territory, but not much else. I never messed around on the road. I'm kind of proud of that, he laughed, but I probably did flirt a lot. I think it was about that, like pushing those edges and everybody's trying to figure out where they stand in a relationship. All right, so here's the first song by Toad the Wet Sprocket, Good Intentions. Oh, now the other one came on. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, let's go back to that good intentions. Whoop, just all right. <laughs> now it's come. wow. Sorry, guys. That happens sometimes. Beep, beep, beep. Now I can go back. Let's see. Nine. Holy moly. Here we go. Good intentions. Jeez. It's hard to rely on my good intentions. My head's full of things that I can't mention. Seems I actually get things right, but I can't understand what I did last night. It's hard to rely on my own good senses. 
When I miss so much that requires attention I have to laugh at myself sometimes And I can't see that I'm not blind Thank you guys for the likes. Thank you for the share, Ozan. Appreciate you. <laughs> Tit off. Good Intentions by Toad the Wet Sprocket. Now, the second song by them, All I Want, a little bit about that song. Um, it says, and the lyric in the song describes the range of emotions with some very zen lines, like all we need is to free the soul, and the air speaks of all will never be. In our interview with um, Toad the Wet Sprocket's frontman, Glenn, he explains, if you look at the verse, it's very much as how fleeting any kind of epiphany is. It's all about the moments passing very, very quickly and how there's a desire to hold on to it. Um, that would be constant, and but it comes and it goes very, very quickly. Um, so here's the second song, Toad the Wet Sprocket, All I Want. Nothing so loud Searing when we lie Truth is not kind And you said neither am I And the outside so soft Saying everything Everything, everything. 
All right, that is all I want. Toes the Red Sprocket off the album Fear 1991. Uh, it only charted in the U.S. at um, 15. So uh, we're going to move on to... Uh, why is it doing that? <laughs> stop. I want it to stop. <laughs> it's like jumping around, keeps playing... All right, hold on. We're going to move on, hopefully, to um, Eve 6, two songs by them. The first one is Think Twice. The second one is Inside Out. First, Think Twice. Um, this a little bit about the song. It's about a guy in love with a girl. But she has an already a romantic partner. He warns anyone else, think twice before trying to touch her. He feels hurt and betrayed by her actions, but despite this, he can't let go of the feelings for her. He patiently waits for her to see how much he cares for her, but ultimately he realizes he needs to move on. All right, that's what I got for you about that song. Think twice, here it is. Welcome back, Mike. When all is sad and dark and dead, does he love you the way that I do? Breathing in lightning, tonight's fighting. I feel the hurt so physical. Think twice when you touch my girl. Come around and let you feel the burn. Think twice when you touch my girl. Come around, come around, no more. Think twice when you touch my girl. Come around and let you feel the burn. Think twice when you touch my girl. Come around, no more. She starts the love. She throws me off. I down the pod being stairs oh no <laughs> i hope you're okay michael Stairs, but didn't stop at the stairs. 
Alright, that is Eve 6 with Think Twice. I just poked my eye. Alright, the second song I have by Eve 6. Uh, <laughs> again, what is it? It is like acting that. Um, Inside Out is the second song. Um, the song Inside Out is about the struggle be, uh, to break away from a difficult and tormental, ter a very difficult relationship. I can't talk this morning. Um, uh, it sounds like most of the songs on this album were about that. Um, the narrator expresses their willingness to swallow their pride and doubt in hopes to find faith in nothing. So here is the second song by Eve Six, Inside Out. I would swallow my pride, I would choke on the rise, but the lack thereof would leave me empty inside. Swallow my doubt, turn it inside out, find nothing but faith in nothing. I want to put my tender heart in a blender, watch it spin round to a beautiful oblivion. Rendezvous, and I'm through with you. I've been like a wicker cabinet, shot white and also Nothing and faith in nothing. Get angry. I'm not as ugly, sad as you. Or am I origami? All right, that is the second song by Eve Six, Inside Out. I don't know how the album that it was on. I don't know why, but I like when he screams, so I'm going to let him scream. <laughs> Need to get it out. <laughs> Not Tommy to the bedpost. All right, we're gonna move on um, to a couple songs by Vertical Horizon. Um, two good ones. Uh, the best I ever had. Slower. We'll start with that, and then the second one, "You're a God." Um, best I ever had um, was written by the singer and guitarist Matt Scannell. 
Aaron and I got to meet him. He's very nice. Um, this is a song about the guy who was in love with a girl and they broke up. Boy, a lot of these are about that. Now he is reflecting on how he doesn't want her back, although she was the best he ever had. So um, here it is. Best I ever had. Vertical Horizon. It's a little slower. It's a good one, huh, Mike? It's a good song. So you sail the way to a great sky morning. Now I'm here to stay. Love can be so boring. Nothing's quite the same now. I just say your name now. But it's not so bad. You're only the best I ever had. And don't want me glad You're just the best I ever had So you stole my heart Now I'm just a phony Remembering the girl leaves me down and lonely. Make yourself feel better, but it's not so bad. Welcome, Chigan. Oh, my, thank you. they're tied together I think they're good <laughs> so you sail away into a great sky morning now I'm here to stay love can be so boring Yeah. 
not haunted, but there's some haunted stuff in Bam Bam's house. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. That is the best I ever had. Gray Sky Morning by Vertical Horizon off the album Everything You Want, 1999. Um, let's see. Um, you're a god. Um, I don't know that they're connected, but I do like the meaning behind the song. Um, the songwriter Matt Skinnell does a lot of introspection in this song. He unleashes some of the negative energy he had dredged up and proved to be very cathartic experience. Um, then there are some relationships, he says, that are largely positive, and there are others that are largely negative. Once I had a relationship in my life that was largely negative, and it was a person who had power over me, seemed to be in a position that was above me, a place that was beyond my grasp, whether a boss or someone that you loved or a friend. And I realized all I had to do was stop looking up to them and start looking down at them. And it took power away. The power was gone. The most amazing thing I'd ever really, the most amazing thing I had this really negative relationship that was a big source of angst and friction in my life. And it was the most amazing thing to just say, no, I don't prescribe to the power over me anymore and I'm not going to do it. And it was gone. It was that simple, he says. And that's why this song starts off. I got to be honest. I think, you know, you've covered in lies and that's okay. It's okay, but I'm saying it's never going to happen to me again. You're, you are done. You're not a God. So he says it's a bit ironic. Um, so here is the second song by Vertical Horizon. I love that. Um, you're not a God and you're not a God. Too many people think they're... Big heads. Thank <laughs> you, know. You covered in lies, and that's okay. There's something to be honest. I know. But I can't find the words to say. Never again. No. Never again.
gotta be honest, I think you know. We're covered in lies and that's okay. There's something beyond this, no. I hope I can find the words to say. Never again, no. Never again. Thank you, VP. That is Vertical Horizon, their second song, You're a God, off the album, Everything You Want to Know, year 2000. Great song. Don't let people have power of you. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. All right. The next two songs I have are by Everclear, Santa Monica and Father of Mine. First, a little bit about Santa Monica. Um, Everclear's lead singer, um, Art, I'm not even going to try to say his last name, um, said of the song, it is also um, about getting away from bad times. The ending of something is also the beginning of something new, whether it was with someone or getting out of a bad job, a bad way of life, or an abusive relationship. In the Eastern way of looking at things, chaos doesn't necessarily mean no boundaries. It means new beginnings. It's kind of one and the same something um, that never ends. It's about getting to a point where you leave bad things behind and be self-sufficient. There is a sense of romance about it. I feel like that very much now, but I was just getting there um, when I understood that and when I wrote this song. So here's the first song by Everclear, Santa Monica. Still living with your ghost. Lonely and Mike, did you fall down the stairs again? I don't wanna be your downtown. I don't wanna be your stupid king. With my big black boots and an old suitcase. Do believe I'll find myself a new place. Thank you, Hawk. Appreciate you. Oh, you should tell him, Mike, are you listening to the Dina Joe podcast? I am. You click. Your face. I don't want to be your 
answer those calls anymore because I hear like they, I hear they record your voice. these songs. That's Santa Monica, Everclear, off the album Sparkle and Fade, 1996. We're going to move on to their second song, Father of Mine. Another good song. You don't know what an air horn is, Mike? You know what an air horn is. It makes that loud noise. Nobody heard, like, they when you get those scam calls um, that, I don't know if it's just rumor, but, like, they try to record your voice. I don't know. That's true or not, but I just don't answer it. If I don't know it, I don't answer it. They can leave a message. Anyway, um, Father of Mine, a scathing attack on deadbeat dads. It's based on the lead singer Art's father. He says it is one of the very few songs that he had written that is autobiographical. My feelings for my father haven't necessarily changed, but my feelings about myself after writing the song have been, are much better. It was kind of a cathartic, again, put those feelings and words to music. It's a way of me getting things out of my system. So the song Wonderful is very much like me too, he says. But we're not playing that. We're going to play Father of Mine, the second song by Everclear. Here it is. Father of mine, tell me where have you been? You know I just closed my eyes, my whole world is Father of mine, take me back to the day. Yeah, when I was still your golden boy, back before you went away. I remember blue skies walking the block. I love the way you hear me. I love to hear you talk. Thank you, Oz. Yeah, you definitely don't want your kid playing this song to you, for sure. Daddy gave me a name and then he walked away. That's uh, <laughs> very sad, but very true. And um, I know a lot of good fathers out there that are changing that script. So 
I applaud you guys. Um, there's a lot of them in this room right now. So good job, you guys. Um, we're going to move on because it's coming close. Um, let's see. I have two collective soul songs. One is Jell and the other one is Why Part 2. We talk real fast a little bit about Jell. Appears to be a call of unity and togetherness in a world that is divided. Isn't that true? And um, that's all I'm going to say. Here we go. First song by Collective Soul, Jell. My, thank you, Mike. <laughs> color me any color. Speak to me your tongues to share. Tell me how you love to hate me. Tell me that you love to care. But I just want. move on so we can get this next one in and it is why part two um collective soul uh let's see it's a person who's trying to figure out why the past relationships no longer feel the same after it's been over for some time hmm well that might be the reason why here's a second song by collective soul why part two So tell me why I don't feel the same. 
Aw, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Even with the warnings of your thunder. Now I'm that is collective soul why part two off the album collective soul 1995 Tell him why. All right, we're gonna move on to the last two songs real quick, um, so I can get them in. Little Miss can't do, um, can't be wrong. Spin doctors and two princes. So um, the first one it says um, it was written by Chris Brown, who wrote the lyrics about his stepmother, who he was happy to see leave the family. Oh my gosh! Here's the first song. Little Miss can't be wrong. Oh, since the bitch left town. I've never really listened to the words. Yep, the stepmom. <laughs> Can't be wrong. The Spin Doctors off the album Pocket Full of Kryptonite 1991. So I'm going to play the last song, Two Princes. Um, let's see. He wrote this. It was part, he's, he loved Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, he said. And he was 19 years old when he wrote this. And it kind of has like the, the prince and the frog and all that kind of good stuff. So here is the second song by The Spin Doctors, Two Princes. And it was also in the movie, So I Married an Axe Murderer. 
That's the two princes, the sprint doctors, the pocket full of kryptonite, 1991. This is the best part. It's <laughs> just reporting itself. All right, guys. Um, I just wanted to say thank you um, for everybody being here today. I really do appreciate you guys more than anything. Um, you never know when people are going through shit. And I was letting my own brain um, overwhelm me this morning and not really thinking like it would matter if I was here or not because of going tomorrow's the year, um, one year anniversary of my mom's death. And, um, then I have some medical stuff I'm dealing with too. And it just seems like it's overwhelming. And, uh, I kind of didn't even want to be here this morning and I wasn't going to, but I did. And it really helped me through a lot. And I just want to thank you guys for that because, uh, we need to surround ourselves with people that matter. And, the number of people in here, it, that never matters to me. It's the people that are here that matter to me because they're all, you guys are all good people. And um, that's what matters is, is the people that I have surrounding me and supporting me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it means the world to me. It really does. Uh, 
mean the world. And, um, and if nobody's told you that lately, I do want you to know that you're truly appreciated and loved. And I appreciate your support more than anything. So yeah, thank you guys for, um, being here and I'm going to leave you like I always leave you, uh, uh, <laughs> be the reason someone smiles today. And thank you. I know I have tears right now, but I really am smiling. Thank you for being the reason and for making me smile today. Let your smile change the world, but don't let the world change your smile. It's going to try to don't let it. Um, <laughs> just, uh, uh, oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys. And I, I just, I don't ever, you know what, if I was to die tomorrow, I want you guys to know that, you know what I mean? People need to know that they're loved and appreciated. And that is, um, what I'm all about. And I truly do mean that. So anyway, um, it's going to be about our day and I appreciate you guys. And I will be back on Wednesday. We're doing the soundtrack to almost famous, um, another really big soundtrack. So we're going to get through that one. It'll be fun. So thank you guys again for all your support and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, have a good day and I will be back on Wednesday. Bye.